welcome to Therapist Spotlight. Hello everybody and welcome to Therapist Spotlight, the podcast where we aim to showcase our wonderful members to the wider community. I'm your host, Joshua Brooks, and today we're here with Kerry Haig. Kerry is a TCM and a myotherapy practitioner, so this is going to be a great conversation. Kerry, how are you going? Good, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Raring to go. So, first question, how'd you get into natural therapies? I've always been interested in uh, natural therapies, and I originally got into TCM first um, from a getting into the course kind of thing, um, straight out of high school, wasn't ready to do it, decided I'd, you know, work in something kind of like adminish, just get some life experience. And then my therapy popped up. A friend of mine was studying, suggested I come and have a treatment um, and blew my mind. I was laying on the table and decided I'm, I'm going to do this. So, yeah, within the week I'd enrolled for the next year and, um, yeah, the rest is history. So what grabbed you about myotherapy then when you were on the table? What really gave you that inspiration? Well, it, it wasn't like any other physical therapy that I'd encountered. It wasn't something where I had to do a lot. Um, it, it felt like something was actually happening. It seemed more involved than just regular massage. Um, and, and these things called trigger points were being activated, which was... <laughs> kind of uncomfortable but not in a bad way and then I felt mm. better and I just thought this is amazing I can't believe I've not heard of this before so <laughs> it's a fun experience when you start to get the local twitch response going isn't it yeah and the referral like the referral yeah, that's it. Oh, man. yeah so how have you felt that with your TCM training how have you felt that that's influenced your myotherapy or has your myotherapy infl influenced your TCM training how does how do they how do you blend them how does that work they they inform each other. Um, so I was fully qualified myo for six years before a colleague of mine said, I have an opportunity to go to China to do a massage study tour. Yeah. And it had been, yeah, it had been 10 years since I'd finished my um, high schooling and when I kind of let that TCM go. Um, and I thought, this, this is it. Uh, this will tell me whether I'm still in, whether I'm still interested or whether it's something that I'm happy to put aside. Um, and at that stage, I was kind of thinking I'd, I'd reached where I felt I could go in terms of being really interested in the Mayo. I felt like there was more that I wanted to be able to do um, and wasn't sure where that what, what path I was going to go on. So I went on that um, two-week intensive massage tour in in Beijing and just thought yep yeah, this is for me came home signed up for TCM so um and and in that way I I discovered that like trigger points and acupuncture points they're often overlapping um I find that if I'm dry needling and I use meridians to inform my point selection, I get a much better result. Uh, and then just with, like, I still see mostly myo cases in my clinic. I'd love to expand to more pure TCM just because it's a bit different. I can treat other things. But even in those musculoskeletal conditions, I can see in particular those tricky cases where the myo alone isn't ticking the box, isn't kind of getting people to progress up to a certain point. Mm. There's always something from Chinese med that I can 
add in that will kind of help them to get past that plateau. Yeah, definitely. And there's always such a great selection of points for tendons, isn't there, for blood flow, mm. for moving fluid, for loosening yeah. things up. So yeah. it would inform that manual therapy so much if they're so tight. Yeah, for sure. So if I was to be a client and I was to come to you, what's a consultation look like? Is it, like you said, you do see more myo people, but do you also yeah. throw in pulse analysis, tongue analysis, maybe a little bit of horror diagnosis? So if we will, yeah, how does that work? It, it, it depends what people are coming for. So mm -hmm. most people are coming for myo. So yeah. if I can see that something Chinese medicine would be a benefit to them, I'll mention it. I'll say, you know, I, I have more than just myo qualifications. I can see based on what we're working on today that Chinese medicine might um, kind of add to your healing journey. Uh, in these ways and if they're happy to go down that path um, sometimes it takes a little bit more kind of communication and explaining and education um, then we'll book them in for an initial Chinese medicine consult um, just because of how different it is and because like you mentioned tongue pulse and a whole lot of other holistic health questions are involved I like to take my time. I like to be really thorough. And so it's it's better if we're doing acupuncture and prescribing herbs in kind of pure Chinese medicine way that we do that as a separate consult. Um, on, on the opposite way, if somebody's in for Chinese medicine and I can see that some musculoskeletal therapy will be beneficial, then we have enough time to include that and there are chinese medicine um massage techniques anyway so um mm. it blends quite holistically in that way yeah wonderful awesome and so what kind of what kind of stuff do you do with your myo clients so are you looking for different referral patterns different movement patterns how, how does that work in terms of what you're testing for when a client walks in how, how do you approach that well, I mean, clearly every client is is different. Um, I, I like to be client-driven. So quite often someone will come to me and say, I have this, this and this, and I can see that certain things need to happen. But if they're not on board, well, then we've kind of got to go with more what they're consenting to, what they're um, capable of understanding and undergoing. Um, but I like to ask excuse me, I like to ask a lot of questions. Um, I do some biomechanical testing. Sometimes that's yep. really informative. But for me, um, understanding how somebody uses their body is far more informative. Um, I, I've had clients who say, I've got back pain and it started hurting when I was playing sport. But when I question them further, it turns out that they're, posture throughout their day at work is probably really important to their recovery addressing that so um, I'm really informed by touch so I can pick up a lot more by just having hands-on feeling the way the tissues are different um, whether it's you know tight whether it feels weak whether it, those kinds of things and then we can progress from from that in terms of um, what kind of therapies we use, what they're open to having done. I'm, I'm always, I've always said to clients, 
you're the one in control. I'm the tool to get you where you need to go. So, yeah. yeah. And I guess in your opinion, one of the things that we often hear is that acupuncture can take quite a while for everything to start to work, right? Because you're realigning the meridians, you're re, you know, you're rejig, you're rejigging the jails, you're making sure that everything's flowing smoothly, which takes more than one session. Whereas mm. if the client comes in with back pain, they kind of just were like, oh, I just want to be out of my pain. So yeah. have you found with your practice that having myo where you can just treat that musculoskeletal problem first, get them better, build a little bit more rapport, and then they may be open to exploring a little bit more of the acupuncture and the herbs, something that's going to take a little bit longer because they've seen that you're not just grabbing them in for treatments. You actually treat them and you know what you're doing and therefore they build a little bit more trust with you. Have you noticed that at all? Trust is the cornerstone of, mm. of practice. Um, having someone who's scared of needles finally go, yep, I just do it. I've, I've, I've had a session with you. I now know who you are and I yeah. feel comfortable. That's mm -hmm. just, it's such a big compliment um, when someone comes in. In terms of um, acupuncture taking longer to work and things like that, it's not always the case. Sometimes yeah, in a really acute case, where people feel like touch is really invasive, the needles can really calm down the nervous system and help them to progress to a place where they can be touched um, and, and, and vice versa. I mean, that whole idea of feeling like they've had treatment is so patient-specific. Um, so some people need to be touched to feel like something's going to work. Others... They just have to feel like it's better when they get off the table um, and, and others still. I mean, I find sometimes just with dry needling or myo, it can take a couple of days to get the full effect, especially if it's been a particularly um, heavy session and they've got to go through a little period of post-treatment soreness and then it's the day or two after that that they can feel better. So it's it, case by case, but, you know, Basically, if you communicate that to people, you know, you may feel better today, you may feel better tomorrow, these are the things you can expect. Just give them as much information without overloading them as you can and then fingers crossed. <laughs> and, I mean, well, what you, what you touched on there is so important for that informed consent because it is such a manual therapy, you know, like people can get marks, right? They're not bruises but they're marks, right? Toxins yeah. are being released, whatever, whatever's going on lactic acid all that sort of stuff so they can they can get marks they can feel a little bit more rubbish after the treatment for a couple of days as everything realigns and as their nervous system adjusts and as their bones move so it's really that important to start to let them know the full range of what's going to happen so then you can really give them an informed consent with the treatment correct i had a fella um come in and really active person and i just had a hunch and i just said to him you might feel really great after this you may also feel like just going home and having a nap afterwards. Mm. And he wasn't a nap kind of person. He was super, <laughs> you know. He came back the next time. He goes, you were spot on. I went home, had a glass of water and just went and had a nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. And I mean, the body does what it needs to heal once you kind of can help set that those wheels in motion. So, yeah. And so in terms of the clients that you look for, um, and that you specialize in what 
what's what's that look like for you? Are you more of an athlete's person or are you sort of just more every day? What do you really like to treat? How does that look for you? I love treating everyday people. Yeah. Mostly um, people who need my treatment to be able to go to work. Mm. Um, I, I, I can treat athletes. I'm not an athlete myself, though, so a lot of what drives an athlete doesn't make sense to me. And so while I can treat them, and, and quite successfully, it's not where my passion lies. My passion lies with someone who is um, like, you know, the mechanic that works 12 hours, six days a week and just has to keep doing it. Um, the nurse that has back pain, because a lot of them do, the, the hairdresser that doesn't want to give up her you know career because her shoulders are giving out those mm -hmm. kinds of everyday people it, i find that really you know satisfying yeah definitely and that's wonderful because again those are the people that you know we need in our lives don't we and to mm. keep them going and to keep them applying their trade is just such a wonderful gift that we can give to them that's so, right so how do you like to structure your treatment plans? Do you prefer to have uh, multiple treatments sort of set up first? Uh, are you sort of like, well, we'll do 10 sessions first, or do you like to play it by ear? How does that kind of look to you and your practice? Once again, I mean, particularly in this climate, time is, is an issue for some people, money is an issue for some people, and need. I mean, most people would love to come for a treatment every week, regardless of whether they needed it or not. Um, but explaining to people who come to you, particularly with um, an acute injury, that they will need a few sessions for, and explaining it to them in such a way where they don't feel like you're just trying to get them to book in over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, and every body's different, you know. If the people coming in are not addressing the triggers and things at home that we've worked out in the treatment are, you know, impacting on their injury, then their, their recovery is going to take longer. Hmm. So, um, for instance, myself, I've, I've had a shoulder injury in the past where I didn't um, cut back on certain things that was, you know, propagating it. So it went on for longer. Um, which is a really great way for me to be able to explain as a first-person experience to clients. So usually we get them in. I like to get them to come back within a week or two if it's something that um, needs a lot of attention. And I just say to them, at that stage, we'll reassess. We'll see how you've responded. Um, I often use only one or two modalities per treatment just so if we're using all everything in the toolbox, we don't know what's worked. So if, if we go with what they're most comfortable first, I tend to tell them about other, other options that they can think about, and then they come back in a week or two, we reassess. If they've done really well, then we might be able to start to give them exercises, give them stretches, give them lifestyle advice, um, and then be able to stretch out time between treatment. Mm -hmm. with, the, um, with the caveat that, if they're going to go through a busier period at work, a more stressful time in their life, that they feel welcome to book more frequently. Um, but yeah, basically say it's it's a, a need versus want and all the other things that kind of come into it. Yeah, and like what you touched on there is, is so profound. 
And so when you are educating your clients and when you are trying to get them to space their treatments out so they can take a little bit more control, um, especially, you know, if they're, if they can't quite afford it, right? Like giving them that knowledge and that education so that they can keep themselves um, up and mobile. How do you approach that? What are you, are you a big phys, like foam roller exercise balls? Do you teach them exercises and corrective exercises? Are you stretches? What, what sort of like home care plan do you generally do? Keeping in mind that everyone is different. Yeah. Well, that's right. Everybody's different. Yeah. I mean, I know from my own experience, unless I'm in a lot of pain, I'm unlikely to do the exercises, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which is terrible. You know, do as I say, not as I do. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've, I, I love, at the moment, I'm really into magnesium spray. I'm really into heat packs as we're coming into the colder months. I'm really into just dressing appropriately for the weather, like Wear a scarf if you're going outside. Wear pants, not shorts if you're a tradie in winter, that kind of stuff. Um, and so I'm. if people are happy to do exercises, then I've got to judge whether they're an all or nothing kind of person as to whether to give them twice as much as I want them to do so they'll do half as much and achieve where we want to get or if they're really intense really dedicated kind of give them half as much and know that they'll do twice as much and that takes a lot of um, I think a lot of years of experience to be able to read people sometimes you can ask them flat out what kind of person are you are you likely to do this if they're not likely to do it I won't give it to them because yeah. There's no point people feeling bad about their health journey and we just find a different way. We find something that works for them. Um, in terms of exercises, I'm really keen on giving them something that they can do in their everyday life that they don't have to set aside time. So if, for instance, upper back stuff, if they need to do shoulder blade squeezes, get them to do it during their commute in the car. Um, if they've got lower back stuff and need to strengthen the glutes, for instance, anytime they're climbing a step or a slope, do it in this mindful way that I'll describe to them and that's how they get the rehab done. Um, yeah. And so and it's, it's so important to give those easier exercises that, yeah, if they're waiting for their coffee at work to be made in the coffee machine, you know, let's just get sort of down to a squat position, give it a little bit of a move, you know, have a stretch, arch yeah. back a little bit more you know like you said do your shoulder squeezes while you're waiting just these nice easy exercises that they can sort of do anywhere just is such a game changer i found and and stuff that um is more about getting to know their body and their posture mm. and how it is can be changed in very small incremental ways that will make a big big change you know overall yeah, and it's amazing that that's just amazing to me as well is how they these small incremental changes done over a long time produces such profound change. And just doing those small little bite-sized things, your clients will actually start to implement them because they're easier. Whereas Correct. if you go all in, all in straight away, it's going to turn them off or it's going to be a little bit too hard and then you just don't get anywhere. And I often say to people, you know, don't consider what I'm giving you something that you have to do forever. Commit to it for seven days. Mm -hmm. if, if it helps, commit for another seven days. Like set goals that you can achieve. Um, yeah. and, and you might get to a stage where you don't have to do it every day because you're strong, you're well, um, and, and you just kind of tap in and revisit those exercises or something like that if you're feeling a bit of a niggle coming on. It's about yeah. giving people um, tools that they can use 
to help themselves. Um, in, in that kind of sliding, um, coming off depending on treatment kind of mentality, um, when I was back in my myo training days, they kind of set up a treatment plan ratio. The first couple of treatments, 75% therapist, 25% client. They just basically have to turn up. Then as they get better, they have to take on a bit more responsibility. So it's kind of 50-50. And then as they get closer to being better, hopefully the therapist is just a once in a while thing. There are 25%, you know, responsibility for the wellness and the client takes on 75%. Yeah. So in that way, people can see it can get mapped out and they can slowly, when they're ready, take responsibility for their wellness. Mm. And then just the, from your own perspective, when someone's on the table what kind of modalities do you like to use are you a big cups person we were talking about the needles and dry needling and acupuncture um do you really like to do a lot of massage and deep tissue work are you lymphatic drainage what kind of tools do you really like to do when the client's on the table yourself personally like what, i what do you actually use? go in phases um because yeah. i have <laughs> so many different <laughs> things that i can sure. use um, sometimes, you know, if I've done a webinar or a PD on the weekend, that's all you want to do. You go and use those techniques. Um, I'm, I like hands-on. I think yep. they're, they're coming for hands-on. Um, I also, I've started using the silicon cups, which I find gentle, but very effective. And you can kind mm -hmm. of incorporate a bit of massage with the cupping in, in that way um love needles have always loved needles i just even now nearly 20 years into my career i'll pull a needle out feel the tissue and just go wow i can't believe such a change has occurred like it's just magic every day yeah uh, they're, yeah they're wonderful aren't they yeah and do you, do you use many herbs like are, are you much of a herbs with your tcm or is it i more like love herbs yeah. Yeah. yeah and so how I, does that look for you um, I have a, a dispensary at home, so it's uh, having a dispensary as a kind of a, I was a sole operator as soon as I graduated. Um, I've since now joined a clinic after COVID and um, it's, I like having the herbs at my disposal all the time. So what I'll do is um, if a consult requires a herbal prescription, I word them up, we decide what kind, whether it be raw or granules or pills, and then I'll go home, I'll make, make them up, and then I deliver them. So, oh, wow. yeah, I mean, within reason. I haven't had too many clients that live too far away. They're usually pretty local. And I just find if I can't have the herbs on site, then I feel that's my responsibility to get them to them. And I don't really trust the delivery services and that's an extra cost as well so you know um but yeah so I'll, I'll deliver the herbs um clients are able to communicate with me about their herbs at any stage they have a an avenue of co uh, communication if something um unexpected happens whether that's good or bad i want i had a lady a couple of weeks ago saying after three days I'm already feeling better. Is that just my imagination or is, is, is it this good? I'm like, yeah, it's this good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You get it right, <laughs> it's that good. <laughs> and then 
in terms of the other TCM stuff, like do you do much much meditation, much qigong, much breathing exercises with your clients, or is that not really in your forte? I love meditation. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've taught meditation at a corporate level um, yeah, wonderful. several awesome. years ago. Um, I've done a lot of self care and and self development which includes yoga, meditation, that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, it, it's convincing people to give it a go. That's the hard thing. <laughs> um, I haven't got into Qigong so much, but mm-hmm. that's, you know, there's always room to expand <laughs> and that's certainly very powerful. But, yeah, I mean, I really do like treating people um, in terms of, mental health stuff kind of your your garden variety anxiety depression kind of things and things like getting in touch with yourself being able to wind down and finding a way to do that that's easy and not hard like not setting themselves for a really hardcore meditation yeah i um i prescribe well, uh, hours yeah yeah i prescribe <laughs> breath. so i say you know find a quiet place Count your breaths until you count 100. If you lose track at some time, start again. Don't be worried if you only get to seven. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, and that must be such a big thing as well, hey, when you can give them the opportunity to fail. Like it's yeah. not so much, that, you know, it's, it's you're not a rubbish person. It's okay. You're taking the steps, which is the most important part. So, yeah, like yeah. you said, if you only get to seven, that's great. You've actually started on your journey. Don't Correct. Uh, get so frustrated at yourself. Yeah. Well, this has been absolutely lovely. Thank you so much for coming on. Where My can pleasure. they find you? Where's your Where's your contact details? Uh, so I'm working at Seaford Myotherapy at the moment. Mm-hmm. We're on our railway parade in Seaford mm-hmm. and we've got the website, we've got the online booking, seafordmyotherapy.com.au. Yep. Um, and so where's Seaford? Uh, we are in the Bayside area in um at the gateway to the Mornington Peninsula. So a little bit oh, closer to the city than Frankston. That's Victoria? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no Sorry. <worries>. <laughs> yeah, us, us Queenslanders, <laughs> you know, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> wonderful, perfect. Well, yeah, anybody out there that this sounds wonderful for, please get in touch with Kerry and she'll be able to help you out. We'd just like to say thank you so much for coming on Therapist Spotlight. Thank you for having me. And for everyone out there, have a great day and we'll catch you all next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to Therapist Spotlight. If you would like to know more about ANTA, visit us at www.anta.com.au.